Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 56 Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many people fight against me. O Most High, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps. As they hope to have my life, so repay them for their crime. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, and in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of fire. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 11 through 19. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot tilted away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall break out on all the inhabitants of the land. For now I am calling all the tribes of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord, and they shall come, and all of them shall set their thrones at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, against all its surrounding walls, and against the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them, for all their wickedness in forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. But you, gird up your loins, stand up and tell them everything that I command you. Do not break down before them, or I will break you before them. And I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall, against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 41 through 44. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Indeed, the days will come upon you, when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you, and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you with one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Wednesday after Epiphany.
This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 56, Jeremiah 1, and Luke 19. However, February 2nd is a lot of things. It's apparently the um, Annunciation of the Lord, or the sorry, the Presentation of the Lord. Um, it's Groundhog Day, apparently, um, and it's also the feast day for soldier St. Cornelius um, of Acts 10 and into 11. <clears throat> um, and Cornelius is the uh, kind of the, uh, the bedrock of Christian soldiering, uh, of what I call a martial hermeneutic. Um, he's the undisputed, he's an undisputed Christian soldier. Um, and in a nutshell, um, Paul has, I'm sorry, Peter has a vision, this vision uh, in which um, he is told that nothing is unclean uh, to eat, that, you know, hunt and catch and eat and, you know, everything. It's this blanket that comes down from the sky. And he doesn't know what to make of this dream. And so he, um, he is told to go find uh, Cornelius um, in... Oh man, I'm I'm blanking for where I think it's Caesarea, um, and Cornelius will help him unlock this vision that he has had, and it turns out it's not only about relieving the dietary restrictions that were uh, in place for the Jews, um, but also for opening the floodgates for converts that um, people who are on the outside should be welcomed in that they are not unclean. Um, don't eat them. Uh, it's real clear on that later, or rather in the Council of Jerusalem, Acts 15. Um, but Cornelius is depicted very, very clearly as a faithful believer. Um, he's called a God-fearer, um, Theophoboi. And what that means is uh, Theophoboi, uh, Theophobeb, Oh, Theophomen, no boy. Anyway, God-fearers was a name, a title for non-Jews who did various things with the Jews. They, they appeared to desire to be Jews, but typically would not, uh, would not have undergone circumcision or at the time, done a mikvah or baptism. Um, the 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 mikvah is one thing, but circumcision. A lot of Gentiles, I don't know exactly why, if they wanted to be converted, why they didn't, you know, undergo circumcision. Besides the like, it hurts kind of thing. But Cornelius is depicted as. Um, uh, one scholar described him as the antithesis of the braggart warrior. Um, the uh, the emphasis is also on his entire family, his familia. That's where I get the semper familia idea from. Um, and his family um, and the interactions that he has with his family suggest he is not a lord over his house, as uh, domus uh, and dominus imply. But the word here is used oikos, which is a, uh, a word that includes an entire, you know, 
unit, not just a nuclear family. Um, and so when it describes servants that go out to greet Peter, they were a part of Cornelius's familia and his house is oikos. Um, and Cornelius is has you know helped build the temple uh, or the synagogue, I'm sorry. And um, he's really well respected, just like um, the centurion of great faith in Matthew 8 and Luke 7, which we spoke about yesterday. And Luke um, uses a lot of mirror images for Cornelius and Captain Marvel, the centurion of great faith, such that they're they're almost like bookends, and they are they're drawing from one another. You know, they both help with the, t- the synagogue. They both are men of uh, great faith, um, and Cornelius is baptized uh, with a mikvah. He's baptized into the faith, the first con- confirmed Gentile to do so in fulfillment of this vision that Peter has of opening the floodgates, both in dietary restrictions as well as restrictions on Gentiles entering what uh, you know, Peter and Paul and the rest of the early Christian movement understood to be Judaism, what God was doing with all of his people. Um, and so Cornelius is, um, there isn't a whole lot about him after Acts 10 and 11. Oral tradition, you know, the stories that the church passes on about him suggest that he left the faith and became the first bishop of Caesarea, the Roman capital of the province of Judea. Um, it's not in the text, but uh, it's a story that the church has told itself. Um, but within the text, there's no indication whether he has left the service or not, or frankly, whether he is actually in service or not. When it says that he's a part of the Italian cohort, a centurion of the Italian cohort, the tense is not clear in the Greek. Um, he may be serving at that time as a soldier, a centurion of the Italian cohort that was stationed, you know, somewhere uh, around the uh, province of Judea, in which case it would have been the cohorts to Italica Civium Romanorum, uh, which is like these, they're called volunteers. Um, and they're, they're, not, they're not auxiliaries, they're not low-status Romans, but they aren't, they aren't exactly legionaries either. They're like citizen soldiers. However, if the reference to the Italian cohort is to say he was a soldier who served in the Italian cohort, then he could have been any you know centurion uh, that was formed or served primarily near the peninsula, the Italian peninsula. Um, so he could be either a soldier or a veteran. He has another soldier that goes with him to assist, so it, it could be that he's still serving, or it could be that, you know, a veteran, you know, a prominent veteran, Italian veteran, probably attracted young legionaries who wanted to, you know, go up the ranks or who just kind of wanted to get off base and see a familiar face uh, or, you know, speak with someone else who'd been in the military. Um, he also has servants, um, and the servants here are not called doulos, or slave, or diakonos, servant. They're called oiketes, which literally means a family member. Um, and so the emphasis on family, the emphasis on humility, and being a warm and inviting 
hospitable family um, and a, a, a cohesive family is what is emphasized in Acts 10 and 11 through this um, centurion. Um, and the uh, and we know because his whole family is baptized, he takes his whole family to um, find Peter, and then he invites his whole family and neighbors and strangers um, to return and listen to Peter speak and then finally be baptized. If you want to learn more about Cornelius, I have a bunch of stuff up at pewpewhq.com slash people slash Cornelius. And there's also, um, if you go to pewpewhq.com slash TRNG for training room, you can also find um, information about Cornelius through um, different posts I've had as well. But I hope you um, think more about him and dig into the text and the website. There's some really interesting um, early biographies, hagiographies of Cornelius that I've put up there, as well as links to other places that you can learn more about this incredible soldier saint. A prayer uh, for St. Cornelius, adapted from traditiocatholica.com. O God, by your Spirit you called Cornelius a centurion to be the first Christian among the Gentiles. Grant, O Eternal Father, to your Church such a ready will to go where you send us and to do what you command, that under your guidance it may welcome all who turn to you in love and faith and proclaim the gospel to all nations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Ghost, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.